broadcasting in HD Radio. Worldwide. 24-7. 365. Mobile app power. Giddy Loud Radio. Be on the show? Why would you let you be on the show? Anyone can call to the okay, show. You need to go somewhere. Anyone. It's not about. Hey, Auntie, who asked you to enter this conversation? It's a dialogue that elicits emotion, sparks a reaction, and forces you to take action. It's the worth the heck when rants. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this episode are solely those of the author involved and do not necessarily represent those of the Rants Show, Giddy Lounge Radio, or What The Heck Man. Enjoy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the What The Heck Man Rants. I do this for real, as always, reporting to do my duty on the microphone, and I got one question and one question only. What's that? <laughs>
Take a moment to answer yourself and ask yourself that all-important question. How are you doing? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you glad? Are you happy to be alive? Are you thankful? Are you blessed? Welcome to another edition of the What The Heck Man Rants. It's about to be a fun time. If you're listening to the show alone, you're doing it wrong. Tell a friend to tell another friend to tell their ex-boyfriend, soon-to-be divorced husband, sister's wife, that the rant show is live. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have some fun tonight. What is up? How's everybody doing? How are you doing? How is everybody doing? Okay, I'm done. Um, good evening, people of life, people of good nature, of good energy, of good everything. Um, Wagwan, how's it going? Ah, okay, I don't know why, but I feel cold. Um and yeah, someone's gotta fix that. But you know who I am and I'm here and I am not by myself. Of course not. Why are you shouting? <laughs> why are you shouting? Just answer why are you shouting. <laughs> um But um if you want what I mean of course I'm back. I'm I'm you can't get rid of me. Okay, so it's just just expect me. Expect to hear my voice every Monday. It's like sweet honey. Oh God. Very sweet. Very, very sweet. Have you ever tasted honey that wasn't sweet? Ah, uh, I've tasted bad honey. Please. What but honey. you know the funny thing about that is that's actually a good thing to discuss. You know. Have you you might have tasted bad honey, but even when it's bad Honey is still it's sweet. Mmm. Mmm. A word. A proverb. A proverb. A oh. A proverb. <laughs> oh. Right now, right now, right now. That's a tweetable. That's a quotable. That's a Instagram captionable. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Oh, Father heaven. Um, Well, how you doing today? How you doing today? You good? You know, today is a day. Just, mm, I'm Lord dealing with... Hmm. But anyone who... I, I now sympathize and empathize with anyone who runs a business and ships international ships or imports international goods because it's not easy it's really not easy at all you know it's just it's a lot so i'm here with y'all just know that i i am feeling it i'm feeling it are you dealing with like shipping stuff to nigeria right now no, like, so, you know, my business, I, I import things from Nigeria, from South Africa, from, you know, different countries. And you have to pay taxes. You have to pay customs, clearance, fees, duty. And then if your things are valued at a certain value, you then have to hire a broker. That's additional fee. I said, ah, <laughs> this one is too much. <laughs> well. You got this though, and you're gonna make it work. I have yes. faith that you will. Thank um, you. but yeah, I think. How are I you think, doing? You know, how, how was your day? My day's busy, my days are busy. Um, I don't think I've announced this, but um, so I got a promotion on my job. Um, hey, a couple weeks hey, ago. Hey. Um, so I've been sitting on that, but I've been, 
you know, doing my new job plus my old job plus the it's guy who was working. The guy that was working under me um, also, like, moved on to another position. So um, I've basically been doing three people's jobs. So my day consists sometimes a lot of, of like, me palming my my face and my hands and and taking deep breaths and you know trying to like refocus my head but you know it's all part of adulting and life and uh indeed indeed i will eventually you know balance out my new normal but in the moment it's been a little challenging um that's the word so yeah that's how i'm doing but you handle like a g though you know someone's gotta do it shit um, so, you know, I'm out here shooting, making sure it gets done, you know, because my man ain't raised no, she ain't raised no slouch, she ain't okay. raised no weaking, so okay. I'm gonna get out there and get it done. Um, okay. okay, that's like all the energy I had for that 10 minute section. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm good. How's everybody else doing? Um, from wherever you're tuned in from, and even those of you that are on Podcast Gang, uh, I want to say shout out to folks that um, listen to the show during the week, and then they tag the rant show on Twitter or on Instagram. That's actually like super like, I don't know if it's soothing or comforting is the word. Um, okay, validating is probably the word. Like, do you know how it feels to just be on a random Wednesday just doing something and then you just get pinged? That you've been tagged to something and somebody posted it in their story, right? Um, just it's just a cool feel. So for those of you that uh, that do that regularly and those of you that did that this past week, um, this one is for you. So thank you, much appreciated. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, if so, uh, the checking question that I had today was if you had to it's a very weird question but if you had to pick your favorite artists or one of your favorite artists and throw them into another industry who would it be this is a caveat you do that but you know that they will still sound dope wherever you place them so wait when you say industry you mean another like musical genre yeah Okay. Hmm. So, like, taking, like... What's a good one? It's like taking, like... Uh, Adele okay, and putting her like, in, like, no, hip-hop. Like, two chains and throwing them into classical music. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, two chains, yeah. like... Yeah. Okay, that's actually a good one. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. So, who would it be? And who, where would you put them? Dang. Yo, I mean, I'm going to go with someone who's, like, really popular right now and, like, kicking ass when it comes to, like, you know, her career right now, Cardi B. Because I've, I've messed with Cardi B heavy. I love me some Cardi B. You know, she's, like, my... She's, like, the other part of me. She's, like, Wobia. Cardi B is Wobia. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so I would throw her in... Hmm... Maybe some R and B. 
Yeah. No, see, that's I, not a fair one because it's not that far off from what she does right now. No, I mean like true R&B. Like when I say I'm not talking about this popish R&B. I mean some like wow, you R&B, just shade some some people like bread soul of life. music like that. That's what I would throw her into. Mm. Okay. Cause I want to, I want to, I want to know if she has like. Honestly, I'd be interested in hearing how her singing voice sounds, and like seeing her present a different side of her. Cause like you know, with the R and B, she can't be the same way she is now. Like she can't be all raunchy and yes, like. she can. She she no, she can, but it has to be finesse. But it has to be fin- It has to come off in a, like a real smooth way. You know what I mean? And so when you look at R and B from like back in the nineties. Or even the '80s, like they weren't raunchy. Where they're like, "Yeah, I'ma fuck you and your bitch." You, you, you know what I mean? Like they weren't saying all that. <laughs> you have to be seductive. You have to be smooth with it. You know. Mm. Well, okay, I can see that. Um, who would I pick though? Oh, I would pick Nina Simone. Okay, so my top. Let me just announce right now. My top three artists in order are M.I. Ooh, I didn't realize this change had happened in my mind until I was about to say it out loud. Um, My top three are M.I. Abaga. Number two used to be Nina Simone. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I like Jacob Banks a little bit more now. (laughs) Nina, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, but then my, what, who used to be my third was Ed Sheeran. So first of all, I'm not going to use Ed Sheeran cause that didn't get talented as fuck and he'd be good anywhere you put him. Um, I mean, but, he's cool or whatever. Uh, uh, have you seen some of his covers that he's done to like hip hop songs? No, I've like, definitely seen covers. He's like really good. It, it'd be unfair. I think. I, that's a conversation for another day, but I feel like if Ed Sheeran was black, he'd be genius level. Like, if you've <laughs> been to a concert and seen the things he does in person and how he writes songs and all the people he's written for, they would give him every Grammy out there and oh, it would yeah, be yeah. hard to, like, not do it. But that's fine already. Um, I would put Nina Simone in, like, South African, like, house music. Mm. That's interesting. That's what I would do. Because I feel like she has the voice for it. And her voice is so, like, powerful. Yet, like, so, like, inviting. Um, She would, like, draw you in. Like, for sure. And, okay. you know. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Um... Okay, so um, today we have a few things that we want to run through. A um, few things happened over the course of the last week and the weekend. Um, if you still have not listened to last week's episode, um, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, um, iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, just search The Rant Show anywhere. Ask one word. Um, and it should pop up. All right. Um, and make sure you go and listen and tune in. For those of you that have listened, yes. shout out to you guys as well. Um, okay. So 
Obia, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Man, Ooh. there's a lot. There's a lot that went down, you know? Um, I think. I think we should. Huh? Go ahead. You know, I think we should start with the most relevant topic to us <laughs> um, as Nigerians. I think we should start with that one. Uh, what's the no, no, let's do this. So, actually, I have two pieces of inf- announcements <laughs> that I need to start with first. Rest in peace to Luke Perry. I, honestly, I knew who oh, he was. I but saw that. I'm not going to lie. I hate to be one of those guys that lies um, about, oh, my God, it was uh, such a loss. I didn't really know the dude. I didn't watch Sano 210. And right. I don't watch Riverdale. So, um, but I right, see a I lot of people so are really sad. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are like, sad about it and you know i think when that many people come out immediately it really sucks that that's a barometer for how good your life was but if that many people show up you know they fuck with you and um you obviously left an impact and so from some of the sound clips um or the videos that i've seen like people really like the guy so um yeah so rest in peace and then also hearts out to you know, people of Alabama um, that got hit with the tornado. Mm. Um, and again, fuck Donald Trump for being a dickhead and not knowing the right things to say. Um, and yeah, that's just that. <laughs> I think, you know, if you want to know what happened in Alabama, they got hit, the weather's really bad. And of course, in pure Donald Trump fashion, he says one of the most insensitive things the moment he gets on the mic. So, yeah. So that's a summary <laughs> of what you need to know. Can um, we also... Oh, go ahead. never mind. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No. Are you sh- don't forget what you're going to do. I won't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, you got to know you. Um, I actually was going to ask you a question. Um, what? What did you think about the... Um, Janae Aiko, Big Sean, Ariana Grande, their little, like, triangle. Isn't, like, Big Sean getting back with her? With Ariana Grande? Well, apparently her name is Ariana Grande, so we gotta oh, say it right. Girl, bye. Um, <laughs> Ariana. Ariana. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think that they're back together. Because apparently, um, Janae released a song... And she's also covered her tattoo. Well, she covered face. her tattoo a, a bit ago. Like she covered her tattoo like in 2018. Like yeah, uh, 2018 was just yesterday. But like, I think people are just catching on because it wasn't like one big like the whole of Twitter trended and like we saw her clo- like you know. Um, it's just that like, now people are putting that incident. Plus Big Sean, you know, being seen with um, Ariana, plus the song she dropped, putting all of those things together, and like, you know, something. I mean, happened. it is what it is. Like, Janae, I feel like she's like a fierce lover. I really do feel like that. But I'm like, why would you get a tattoo of Big Sean's face on you? Like, I don't care how fierce you love someone. That's just not something you do, you know, especially when you're in this industry, like, 
every the relationships can be so fickle and I mean, and now that he's going back to Ariana Grande, I mean, am I shocked? Not really, because the terms in which they broke up, it wasn't even like they broke up because, like, they hated each other or, like, something went catastrophically wrong or, like, it was more so, like, I think if I remember the story, like, they're her parents or something like that. I don't remember, like, something like that. I think that her parents had an issue, whatever, whatever. And so, you know, I guess they found their way back to each other. Hmm. Okay. But Janae needs to just um you know, there'll be another one. There's more fish in the sea. She's Janae Aiko, you know what I mean? Like girl, you'd be okay. Just <laughs> You know the, 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 the you know what I've always I've... felt about her? I feel like she's what one of those girls you know do I've always felt about her is like I feel like she's one of those girls um that like has no ass but will trap you and trap your man (laughs) like they just have like an aura about them exactly i don't get it she has i don't get i don't understand it but yeah so that's well you know she bounced back it's the industry she'll find somebody else (laughs) <laughs> she better not get another tattoo. She better not. Well, look, at this point, if you haven't learned from that, then you are meant to to continue to suffer that kind of life. Would you ever I get say. a tattoo of someone on you? Nah. Nope. I honestly, even if I did, it would have to be like five years into marriage and like I'm like Maybe we just had like the best sex and congee is on a higher, higher level, and I'm feeling all sorts of endorphins flowing through my body. Then I'm like, you know what? I'm getting attacked today. And I get in the car and I drive there and I do it. Because if I think through it, let's see. I just feel like there are more like um, lasting ways to signify your love for someone. Of course, definitely. I don't know, get a new wedding band or something. Um, or even if I was going to get a tattoo, I wouldn't get some someone's face, someone's, like, you know, on my arm, on my leg. If anything, I could see, like, initials on, like, my finger or something, like, something cute like that, like, on the inside of my finger or something, like, but to have someone's face or, like, whole name tattooed on me, I just can't do it. Can't yeah, that's just a little too much. But... Then again, hey, love will make you do some crazy, crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some things that you... Have you ever looked back and been like, why did I do that? Like, how did I even, like, go through all the steps in my head and nothing stopped me from doing this stupid thing? Um, yeah, love will do that to you. Run away from it, guys. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't be like me. <laughs> Open yourself to love. It might work for you, or you could just die. <laughs> Check it out. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, all right. So, you know, there's... Oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about. Yes. I definitely want to get your take on this. Have you seen the video of the guy's wedding and the other girl... There's an ah, other girl dancing on him. I tweeted about this. I was like, 
are you serious? Because I think she was just like a random wedding guest. Like, it wasn't like a bridesmaid. It was a wedding guest who got up to dance, was, you know, doing her little two-step, and then out of nowhere decided, okay, let me twerk on the groom. And I'm just like, if that happened at my wedding, and then on top of that, the groom was just accepting the dance. He was just there shaking his body. I was like, are you serious? Like, why would you accept the dance? Like, you need to move, shift, push the girl off of you, something. You know, I was just like, one, you need to check your mans. Two, this is why you can't be having just anybody at your wedding because some people are there who don't wish you well, who trying to steal your man, who trying to steal your woman. And it's just, it's not a good look at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just glad. Um, okay, whenever I see videos like that, I first, I'm, I'm one of those skeptical people. So, I always assume that they're staged. But, like, those kinds of videos, you just got to look at the eyes of the people in the crowd. And, like, that's how you can tell if, like, everybody was in on it or, like, they're just as shocked as you. Um, But when it was happening, because she was wearing white, too, I thought she was the bride. People probably thought she was the bride. And I was like, uh, okay. I was like, all right, all right, all right. She about to, you know, she about to give it to me. And then the the other one comes and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Somebody <laughs> dying today. Like, um, but then, you know, people be moving mad. So anybody knows where they're from, um, where the actual, like, thing is. Because, you know, there's some people that, like, detect this for shit like that. Um like how somebody like sent me a message last week and was like, remember the girl that we posted, the one that said, don't dance more than me? They're like, oh, yeah. I heard they're sisters and like that's her, like, her youngest sister. I was like, I don't know how you people find that one out, but right. I'll see <laughs> for doing the, the legwork and the detective work um, that needs to be done. All right, so um, two other like kind of like talking points um or like things to like you know share um i also just wanted to so i put this on my instagram and you voted and i saw your vote i'm not going to tell people what you voted but um i asked last week and i said can a relationship build and sustain intimacy in a long-distance relationship without FaceTime sex, nudes, and the likes. So, what, what say you? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> ah, ah, you think I'm sleek. You want to turn this on me? Hey, um, didn't you? No, look, if you need to answer. You need to answer. <laughs> I'm the one who posted it, so... Uh, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay well so maintain romance is pretty much what you're saying i'll just maintain build and sustain it online um uh how do i answer this question (laughs) um okay before you answer, let me tell you it was a 57-43 split. I'm not going to tell you which way it's split, but... 
Well, let me let me just give different scenarios. Mm-hmm. So, I think that if you guys are, it also depends on what kind of people you are. So, if you guys have, you know, you already decided that your your type of relationship is going to be one in which you're not having sex, you know, you're celibate or you're saving yourself to marriage, whatever. Um, and you don't want to engage in those kind of activities, I think there's a strong possibility that you can maintain and build your relationship through FaceTime, through communicating without dropping nudes, without having phone sex or or video sex. You know, I definitely think it's possible. On It depends on how w- strong-willed you are. Um, but if you're a couple where that's not, you're, you know, you guys don't care about celibacy. You don't care about waiting till marriage. You guys have already had sex before. You know, it, then it becomes very tricky because you're just thinking about the good times. You're thinking about, damn, I miss this person's body. I miss having sex with them. I miss this. And I feel like if you if you stop having that, you know, type of sexual... Um, interaction, whether it's dropping nudes or having phone sex, I feel like you might lose part of your. I don't want to. I don't want to say lose, but you might. You might notice that some things become rocky in the relationship, and maybe you overcome it. You know, you say, "Okay, let's overcome this," and maybe you don't. So that's my take on it. Okay. Um. Well, so my initial thought was. Well, so let me just, I guess, to give you the results, 57% of people said yes, 43% of people said no. The total number of people that voted was 49 to 42. So my issue with this is very simple, right? I feel like it can sustain intimacy that's already there, but if you already don't have it, I feel like not doing anything at all just, just doesn't build it. Like, it, is, it doesn't just come. Attraction will come. Lust and infatuation will come. But building the actual intimacy does not happen without, like, it's like a muscle. You have to, like, actively work it and, you know, work it when you get, before you get into a relationship and while you're in the relationship. Um, so if that's like, even if that's like just sending regular pictures or, you know, suggestive messages, like it doesn't always have to be like nudes, right? There's a time that, uh, I used to talk to this person where we would just write each other, like kind of like forecasting what we would do when we like saw each other or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was like our thing for like, for a while. Um, but that pl- coupled with like seeing the person. So basically, the reason why this came up was I was talking to a friend. I'm friends with this couple. And um, the woman and the guy have not, they've seen each other before once, but they haven't seen each other since. Um, and they saw each other a long time ago, maybe a couple years ago. Now, they. They kept in touch online, and then he asked her out. They're together. What, the way the situation works, she cannot go and visit him, right? 
She doesn't. Mm. She's just not in the space. She's in. Um, she's in uh, a, ma- a master's program, like an engineering program, where it's like intensive. She's not able to like travel, and she can't even afford to travel anyways. So, and he works all the time because he supports himself and his kid. So, it was basically like there was the day recently where he told her he was like, "Oh, he's in a mood." like sexually and she's like oh i'm sorry i don't know what to do about that and he kind of like gets irritated but he doesn't say anything else anymore later she asks him she's like so what did you do what how did you handle the situation and he says i think he's like suggested that he had like watched porn and looked at videos that he had on his phone from like previous type situations mm-hmm. um and she gets hot like what Da, da, da. And then he's like, what's your problem? Like, how you going to try to get mad at me for solving a problem that you can't solve? Like, and I didn't sound like he went out to go sleep with someone or whatever. And she was like very strongly of the opinion. She was like, so you're trying to tell me that if I don't send you stuff or whatever, whatever, like you can't get by. And then it's like, I've been getting by, but like some days shit needs to be done. And like someone's got to do it. Um, right. so I thought, you know, hmm, let me find out what people think, but turns out a lot of people sort of side with her, but a lot of people like also see it from his point of view. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a very interesting question to ask because I think a lot of people can relate to it. Um, yeah. I can, I can definitely relate to it. <laughs> Oh, Ooh, and juicy. Do tell. Listen, there is no details. Man, but don't be like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so what happened? Do you have one guy that's on your line telling you to send news and you don't want to send news? No, it's not that. I'm, no. <laughs> Wait. Did you tell what? him you were being celibate? <sighs> no, I'm not celibate. I definitely did not tell anyone that I'm being celibate. But like I was saying, it's one of those situations in which where, you know, you you and the person have already been intimate before the long distance started. And so you're now finding ways to be creative with the long distance. Ah. <laughs> Ah, okay, I know what you're saying now. <laughs> Got it. But I digress. That all I'm saying is that I can relate to it. You know, it's happened at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something anyway. happened in your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something happened in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> but okay, well. We're here for you, you know. If you want to, you know, if you want me to help you contact my Edo people so they can bring you guys close to each other over the interwebs. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. They can get you there tonight or get him to you ASAP. You know, just a a flick of the switch. Um, (laughs) All right. So, um, everybody's seen this. And if you haven't, you're sleeping on their bicycle. Um, Kardashians, Jordan Woods, 
the Smiths. Mm-mm. That sounds that sounds like that sounds like Kardashian sounds like the the left wing family. And then Jordan Woods is like the agent, double agent that's been like double crossed. And then the Smiths are like the democratic powered like oligarchs that make things happen. It's like this is my world of movie. Okay, I'm sorry. I was something wrong <laughs> with me, obviously. Um all right. So what give people like a give people a background of what happened and where we're at. Uh, get, like get, get oh us up goodness. to speed. It's just a mess. I mean, let me just give a general cuz there's these I didn't read every article. In fact, I tried my best to ignore it. But <laughs> people were retweeting, reposting this Things were popping up on my timeline randomly. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me just read these headlines. But anyways. <laughs> um, so what happened was Chloe Kardashian. Mm. Um, you you know, people who follow her or who've read headlines know that she and Tristan Thompson, the NBA player, were were romantically involved, were dating. And had a child together last year. Um, and you also know, if you knew that, you also know that he is an avid cheater. <laughs> and he can't keep his junk in his pants. And he cheated on her several times while she was pregnant. Um, and even after they were, after she had the baby, she, well, she, took, him, she took him back after he, he cheated on her. She took him back, wanted to make things work, and then he's cheated with her other times since then. You know, people have shown videos and messages and things like that. But anyways, the recent incident is a Chloe accused Jordan Woods of cheating on cheating with Tristan um, at a party that they were both at. And so it blew up. Chloe went all over social media. You know, the headlines, oh, Jordan Woods kissed, you know, Tristan, Jordan Woods and Tristan have something together, blah, blah, blah. So pretty much the Kardashian family goes on attack mode, just alienating Jordan and accusing her of being a homewrecker, of cheating, of breaking up a family, of being disloyal, just everything, um, just bashing her. So Jordan you know, as was keeping quiet. You know, you didn't really see her tweet anything. You didn't see her post anything. And so, boom, a couple days ago, she went on to the Red Table Talk, which is Jada Pinkett Smith's um, show that she has through Facebook, um, where she talks about different issues with different celebrities. And so Jordan went on that platform and to give some background, Jordan and the Smiths, the Woods and the Smiths have a history because Jordan's father was, um, what what role did he play again? An engineer. Yeah, he was an engineer mm -hmm. um, with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like pretty much the whole, the whole career of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He was, you know, worked at Will Smith. He was an engineer behind the scenes. Um, and so Will Smith and him and his kids, and, you know, everyone became close. So Jordan Woods kind of grew up with Will Smith's children and they're, they're really close and they've taken her in as like a daughter ever since her father died and everything. And so she went on the Red Table Talk to give her side of the story to say, hey, 
you know, let me tell my truth and let people know what really happened. And so that's where we're at now. And so after she went on that show, now all of a sudden people have, you know, they've, they're like, oh, so Jordan really, you know, she didn't really do what, you know, the Kardashians are accusing her of doing. And even Chloe, now that she's been dragged after Jordan's, you know, show aired, you know, Chloe is now saying, oh, well, okay, it's not Jordan's fault. It's Tristan's fault. He's the one to blame. So that's where we're at with that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you think about her on, red, on you know, the Red Table Talk? I, I thought she had a great interview. Honestly, I thought her interview was great. Um, there were a couple things that I felt should have been, you know, paid more attention to. But one, I love the fact that Jada and Will use their platform, use their status, use their influence to help this girl get her side of the story. Because the way that the media and the Kardashians were coming for her was just highly unwarranted. Like, it was it was ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, why couldn't you, per, you know, make this a personal um, matter where you guys figure it out internally. This is someone who has been in, around the family for years and you guys didn't even give her an opportunity to, to sit down and, and talk to her personally, privately. You just went to social media and just started bashing her. And so I'm glad that the Smiths stepped in because they're like, no, you know, the Kardashians have a whole media force behind them. And mm -hmm. when they attack, they attack. And so I'm glad that the Smiths came in using their platform and said, Jordan is not alone in this. You know, y'all are not just going to sit here and attack this girl and think that no one has, no one's here to back her up or to support her. And so I like the fact that she went on the interview, went on the show and told her story. And I believe everything she said. I honestly do. Of course, will anyone really know the exact truth besides her and Tristan? No. But I really do believe that she went to a party. She had no intentions of hooking up with Tristan. And honestly, Tristan gave her an unsolicited kiss. The way she described the scenario, she was drunk, she was leaving, and Tristan kissed her. And I can relate to her because I know there's been times I've been in a party in situations where a man will flirt with me, will grab my hand, will try to kiss me without me even even showing any signs of me wanting that. So I really do believe that that went down, especially knowing the kind of person Tristan is and his track record, I wouldn't be surprised, you know? Mm -hmm. I think the part that really sucks is that, is the um, very like active reality that is, when something like that happens that pitches you, um, against your friend you're always in this like in a lose-lose almost feel like you're in a lose-lose situation but one thing i'm starting to learn is like just protect your ass because like yeah. relationship people will always make relationship decisions that are better for their relationship even mm -hmm. if that decision means it's not good enough for you and it's gonna like put you um like throw you under the bus or whatever um, right. So, I think that's the part that's like really tricky. Um, because I know I I've been in that situation 
where somebody has like moved to me while I was in a relationship and it was one of those where it's like if I told my partner would she believe me or believe this girl she's been friends with for years and it's like this really weird space to be in but like I should just get older you're like look I'm gonna just say it like if you like it you like it if you don't like it then you know it is what it is um but I'm glad that you know the Smiths like came through for her um and they might not have a big enough platform as the Kardashians but they have a sizable platform um especially the social media wave that's like behind them and Red Table Talk right now so like I thought it was very timely that they did it like in the same week and not waited till like this week or two weeks from now right. to give her a slot because then it would have just gotten like really, really bad. Um, cause really? social media and people are not forgiving. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that I, what was I going to say? I like, even though they don't have, as big as a platform, meaning like the Smiths, even though they don't have as many followers combined, you know, as the Kardashians and whatnot, I definitely think they have a lot, people have a lot more respect for them. Mm. Um, a lot more respect and um, a lot, and they hold them to a higher standard. I mean, when you think about it, who really holds the Kardashians to a high standard? You know what I mean? Like, if we're being very real, you know, no one's like, wow, the Kardashians are just the pillars of, you know, everything that's right morally and, you know, everything you should do right in your life. You know, I, I highly doubt a lot of people think about them like that. It's more so they're they're trendy, they're fashionable, if you want to call them that. They're accessible. That's the key word. They're easily accessible. And so I feel like that's why they have such a following. And so when you have someone like Smith behind you, I feel like it can even have more weight because of the amount of respect people have for Will Smith alone. You know what I mean? Will Smith, mm. people, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Will Smith. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't like Will Smith, then I don't think something's wrong with you. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to love him, but like, I don't know anyone who's like, yeah, that Will Smith character, he's just real shady. He's just real, you know, like, no one thinks that. So I'm glad that she had that force behind her, you know? Yeah, um, it. I mean, I think it worked out. It definitely like took a little bit um, of the heat off of her. Um, I know she's probably still not happy because more than anything, like her friends, and she's lost some of them, and like. I think that's like really sucky because um, basically now everybody has shown their hands, right? Like it's almost like uh, if something would happen with you and your group of friends and everybody has like judged you before you got a chance to say how you feel. And even though they come back and apologize, you're like, whoa, this is what you thought of me? Okay. Like right. now nah, I'm not, you can't come back from that. So I think that's like, where she's probably at right now. Um, yeah. 
So I don't know. Maybe she would like she would think through the day and everything that happened. She'd think through like her interview and if like her relationship with her friends and the Kardashian family is savable, then maybe she would want to. Me, I've just always been wary of the Kardashians from time because I feel like they're very um there's a lot of toxic toxicity there. They're leeches. That's what they so, are. They just um Yeah, I just I'm not a huge fan and I know we've like we use social media to create this like monster type of situation. Um and they capitalize on it. Honestly, well, I really think Jordan should just stay away from them. Like I think that because I've I were her like seeing how quick they were to do her dirty, like it's just like how do you even rebuild from that? I just would that would always be in the back of my mind like oh so y'all really don't have my back okay cool, and so I just think she should just stay. I mean be cordial. No one saying you gotta hate anyone, but like I wouldn't be as close as she was. You know I wouldn't do that just because they're shady. You know they're really shady. I don't even think you can like I was thinking about it like um maybe she could come back and they could work it out um but I'm think like one of the things that just dawned on me recently is that I'm, one of my flaws is I always think I can save every situation Mhm And at some point you just have to like um yeah, just burn the bridge and burn all the boats in the water. Like, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> it's just because, like, you'd be doing yourself more harm than good if you turn around and come back or you try to forget things or whatever. So, um, yeah. So sometimes just say fuck everybody and it be right. out. That's so exactly it. She's, she don't. If she has, like, a good team or a good agent in Kardashian fashion, she can leverage this horrible situation to her advantage and, you know, make some bread from it. But like, I think your peace of mind is 10 times better than any kind of, you know, friendship you get with like their family and stuff like that. So that's just me. I agree. I agree. I would say like, you know, go ahead and, um, find yourself where you're like ah let me tell you something funny yesterday was Thanksgiving Sunday at church and my church during Thanksgiving they take two offerings on the first Sunday the regular offering and then a Thanksgiving offering and when you take the Thanksgiving offering they use a long envelope and they ask you to write your prayer points on it and like the, the pastors and the church team will pray for you or pray over it during the week and I'm walking next to this older guy um, at my church and like I look I just happen to catch a glance of his form and in bold letters across the four lines across the front of the envelope he writes please God give me peace and joy okay and I was like man if this man is about to be he's in his 70s and that's all he wants, like, and we out here, like, of course, we're chasing money, we're chasing, like, you know, up 
new up new opportunities, more business, all this kind of shit. Like that's the stuff that even though he has everything, he has kids that are successful, he has a family that loves him, he's very talented, he's like Ban is still looking for peace and joy. And I was like, I just we just gotta be we just gotta look for that. Like that's it. And in any situation where you're in where you're not getting that, mm-hmm. get the fuck out. Like go <laughs> Yeah, go where you're like wanted, but also go where you're honored. Yeah. Like and don't you don't have to like settle for less in any type of situations. So that's just that's my word of the day for you Lord. I agree. Drop that word. <laughs> Please, the offering basket to come around. Put it in my um <laughs> you can like to put it in my uh in my what's it called? Um it's okay, ah, just drop it. My cash up. Drop your cash up. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say, my cash up. Um, but we're gonna take a break and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about um today's topic, which happens to be something that's been floating around um on the interwebs lately, um, with regards to um something that happened on the previous episode of something that was shared on the previous episode of um the Red Table Talk um from artists nigerian american artist wale um and you know it sparked a discussion online and it sparked a discussion in like private spaces and we'll talk about it um what do we think do we believe um some of the things that were shared and such um and yeah we'll you know explore together the lines will be open 716-220-8552 or you can skype us at giddy lounge if you would like to report yourself and talk to myself or my very awesome co-host um but yeah you know we'll take a break we'll be right back don't go nowhere um it's giddy lounge radio it's the rant show uh well yeah oh my gosh i haven't gotten used to this What the heck? Look, you can't be putting me on the spot with this. I'm going to just do it. It's Giddy Lounge Radio. It's the rant show. It's your life. Your music. We'll be right back. Trouble. This love is busting my muscle 
Cause anytime I they think about you girl It be like say I just left one go my love Fire for me Baby fire for me Fire for me Baby jump Oh you not too much fire for me Baby fire for me Fire for me Baby jump Before you wake up my mind is made up Baby, let me love you, love you, love you I don't go mess up, oh baby Before you wake up I don't the love up, oh Baby, let me love you, love you, love you I don't go break up, oh baby Before you wake up My mind is made up Baby, let me love you, love you, love you I don't go mess up, oh baby different kind of somebody i'm not someone that is into all those kind of sweet boys all those kind of nonsense things i like a cold fear man a man that fake on now this midi is a kind of person i am i'm not interested in that i don't have interest on that hey, no i'm not regular hey they saw you on my cellular hey i see a lot of poison it's never me of me, know they smoke marijuana, oh baby. I know they throw funny keta, oh baby. I know they go calacuta, oh baby. I don't know, hey, cause you are looking at a good boy. We know too many, we know too many. Say we know too many, cause you are looking at a good boy. We know too many, we know. I'm a good boy on a very good day Me, I know they lie on a very good day I'm still a virgin on a very good day And now they go to church every other Sunday hey, The way I move it, they make her confused There is some girl with the tummy bonjour Say I look so bad, but I'm so good Say I look so bad, but I'm so good Tryna get close to ya No see me, I know they smoke cigar I told you we know they smoke burner we don't even smoke marijuana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the chance person for hold up, I let them pass. As a good boy, I gotta show example. You didn't waste time if you try to fight me. Turn the next cheek if Popo slap me. Yeah, I give them cheche. Angelina Sempe, everything open. We did give them Yenke. Oh, as you are looking at the good boy, we know too many. We know too many, say we know too many Cause you are looking at a good boy We know too many, CK, we know yeah. too many, yeah. baby, yeah. I used to be in the world uh, But now I'm a changed man, yeah I used to have five side chicks But right now I only have one, yeah I used to drink Fanta with vodka But now it's just Fanta me, I used to fantasize about Tambaros and Black China But right now it's just Tamba Right now I'm law-abiding, tax-paying, tongue-praying, so in Good boy, we know go break your heart Boy, we know go press your yash Until I take you to church I go love you too much Till you beg me to stop, baby I'm a born again, I'm funny, get again I won't play no games, never seen again As you're at a good boy we know too many, 
We know too many, say we know too many. Cause you are to the rants on giddy lounge radio with my son the wordsmith keep it locked mommy ranta says so she said so she said so she told you so okay i'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry mom i don't know why i did that um i apologize <laughs> um some you know even sometimes you allowing me to talk about all this shit on the show my mom sometimes listens to my show hmm that's actually uh-huh. what is mom what does mom's think uh that i'm popping uh that i'm awesome so that's what matters i don't care what <laughs> else she, i don't care what else she says because i'm not listening to that <laughs> um welcome back ladies and gentlemen over the course of the break you listen to before you wake up which is adekone gold's new single um then you also listen to good boy by black boy uh bad boy black or black bones 
um, featuring Bodge and CK, and then you listen to Serenade by Ogaraya. Yeah, yeah, you've been caught up to speed. So, hey, we're back. Um, we're back and, and we're better. You know, because that's the only way to do it. Um, all right, let's talk about this. Let's talk about let's talk about something important. Okay. I have initial feelings about how I felt about some of the things that were said around the Wale's clip. Um, people okay. were like, oh, okay. you know, I relate. You know, my parents were not affectionate. This, that, and the third. Some people were like, I don't understand. Like, this never happened to me. Um, which is another show that we've done before. Like this idea of like, if something has never happened to you, you think it invalidates everybody else's experience, but that's topic for another day. Um, so what was, what did you take away from that video when you saw it and the interview? You know, um, I, I mean, I personally like, when I saw it, I I was like, you know, I can relate with, or not, well, I can relate, and I can also see how other people can relate. Um, and I thought it was real. I thought he was speaking from a place of realness, and that's why, like, I didn't feel, some people were like, oh, why is he saying these things, this, this, that, and I was like, you know, I think he's coming from a place of realness, and, and, um, and that's the reality for a lot of I mean, I personally know a lot of Nigerian children who were raised the same way that he was uh, describing. So I was happy that he was speaking his own truth and that other people could relate to him, you know? Mm. Okay. I mean, that's very true. I think, like, he was being... Maybe for people, he was being a little too real. Um, And, like... I think that's probably it was <laughs> yeah um but okay so in, in aside from like the initial reaction to that right um uh-huh. what did you think um what did you think about what he said so that okay so that's where like it got real juicy like the fact that, you know, he said things like, you know, to hear, you know, your parents say I love you is 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 such a foreign thing. Or just the fact that the parents don't get to know their child, which really that like struck home because that's something that like even me and my friends talk about um, and something I really personally do believe um, that Nigerian parents don't really get to know their children um in the sense that they they know what they 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 think they know through their own through their own um projections and their own expectations they form this opinion about their children and i i i've experienced it and so that's why like that was one of the key things that hit home to me was just the fact that they don't really get to know you for you, they get to know you through their lens and through their expectations of what they think you should be, you know. And so, you you can't really there's there's like this disconnect where 
you want to be able to relate to your parents in a certain way, but you find yourself not being able to because they're not open or ready to receive you in your purest form, you know, and, and simply how you are. And so a lot of times that communication is lacking. And so children will grow up simply, you know, having basic communication with their parents. And like I said, it's not every Nigerian household. I understand that we're speaking in general terms, of course. And so what happens is, um, for example, children will go off to college, right? Will leave the house and where they now feel free to be who they are, to, to do the things they love to do, to relate to who they want to relate to. And, you know, you find yourself now, maybe you're now doing things that your parents don't like anymore. It's not even that you're be, being wild or acting out, but you're just doing different things that don't, that don't match with their, their image of, of you. And so now they think like, oh, my child is, 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 I don't know my child anymore. Oh, they're disobedient. Oh, they're, I don't know why you're acting like this, but that's because you never took the time to really get to know who I am. So now that I'm expressing myself, you feel like I'm someone completely different, but I feel like I'm the same person I've always been, you know? Hmm. So that really struck home to me because I can relate to that personally because I feel like my parents didn't really get to know us, didn't really get to know our interests, you know, what were, what, what really made us happy, what were, what were, what were we really interested in, how did our personality traits, you know, influence, you know, things that we like to do or the way we did things and, you know, um, just different things like that. It's like really getting to know your child on an intimate level, not just, you know, children should be seen and not heard type thing. Hmm. Now, but, okay, so the part that, like, I mean, I definitely hear that, and I think, like, that's, like, very, like... Like, everything you said is very true. Like, like I said earlier, like, some of it I don't directly connect to because I had a very different, like, upbringing. My, funny enough, my parents weren't actually, like, present, present. Um, but I grew up with my grandparents, and I was still able to sort of see, like, what affection and interaction in their own way looked like. Um mm-hmm. And more so with my parents, who were very, like, expressive with each other. Um, but one of the questions that I that I know you brought up was, like, do you think African parents lack emotional intelligence and awareness? Right. Like, what What do you think? Um, in... Mm. In a general sense, again, because I know people always will come and be like, oh, my parents, we understand that. It's a general, you know, we're giving generalizations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in in general, they do. Um, I, I do. Because when you think about emotional intelligence, it's about... Um, oh, well, I don't want to say... Well, like, when you think about emotional intelligence, it's about being aware of your emotions. It's about controlling emotions. It's also about knowing how and when to express emotions. Um, And then the other part of it is how do you handle relationships? So like, you know, how do you, how do you relate with people to make them feel understood or to make them feel safe or things like that? And I think 
I think African or let me not say African, Nigerian parents, um, a lot of times fail in that arena because due to one reason or the other, they don't, they don't allow themselves to express a full range of emotions. You know, um, they don't, they're, they can be, they could be aware for sure. They could be aware if you're angry, you might be aware that you're angry. If you're sad, you might be aware that you're sad or if you're happy, but when it comes to the expressing and the controlling of the emotions, they fall short. You know what I mean? They they really do fall short as far as expressing a wide range of emotions. When it comes to anger, of course, they are so quick to express anger. You know what I mean? But a mm-hmm. lot, but as they say, anger is a lot of times an umbrella emotion. So there's other emotions that fall under that. So why are you angry? You know what I mean? Like what what is it that made you angry? And so I feel like when it comes to really getting deep down and involved in emotions and why they do what they do and say what they say, they're not that intelligent in that area. And when it comes to being empathetic and sympathetic and and expressing that through a relationship with their children, they sometimes fall short. Um, And I definitely think it's an area that needs to be developed um, because it's important. It's very important. And... I remember on Twitter, people were, I was reading people's tweets and they're like, oh, but, you know, our parents provide for us. You know, they give us food, they give us shelter, they pay for our school. Like, that's all for a form of love. And, I, and I'm like, no one's disagreeing with that. Of course, you know, taking care of your children. I mean, taking care of your children is a, is a given. Like, if you're bringing children into this world, then you should be taking care of them. Like, I'm an avid believer in that. You shouldn't be doing anything else but that. But, of course, they're providing you know, they're providing, they're making sure we're good. And that in itself is love. I get that. But that's not, that's just one facet of parenting. You know what I mean? There's so many other things involved with parenting and raising children and loving children that you can't just use one, just one area and say, well, this covers all the rest of the areas. You know what I mean? It doesn't really work like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... I think if you have, um, if you have, the thing about, like, parenting, right, that I learned not last, maybe, like, in the last three or so years, um, is these people are just, like, trying their best, um, and learning along the way. Um, so I think, like, they're bound to, like, mess up, right? And make mistakes and um, leave gaps and things like that. Um, but... Yes! <laughs> okay, so continue. continue. No, no, go ahead. The key word, you said make mistakes. But the problem with Nigerian friends, they will not admit when they've made a mistake. And that's where that's one of the issues. Like, of course, they're human beings. They make mistakes. Things happen. Parenting is not easy. You don't have the crystal ball in your hand. But if you make a mistake, if you've done something that intentionally hurt someone, you made a mistake, admit to it. But they won't admit that they made a mistake. They're, they're so content and like, I didn't know I did nothing wrong. You know what I mean? You the one that you're the one that doesn't know what you're talking about. You know, and that's what irritates me. It's like, you know, even though I'm your child, I'm still a human being. 
And even though you're an adult and you're my parent, you too are still a human being, meaning we're all prone to mistakes. But what matters is when we can admit to our mistakes and communicate that, you know, not sweep it under the rug or tell someone that they're crazy for thinking that you're wrong, you know? And so that, so that kind of like, I feel like when you said they make mistakes, it brought up like that whole other argument inside of me. It's like, okay, they make mistakes, so what do they do to correct them? True. Um, I think like, okay, so this is, this is another angle that I want to think about, right? We talk about how we're constantly learning and growing even into like adulthood. Do we feel like we afford that same space to our parents? Because in many cases, aren't they doing the same thing as well? Even if they're like 20, 30 years older than us, like, what do you think? They are, I mean, yeah, you're always growing. You're always learning, always developing. So I definitely think even though we look at them as people who are supposed to be established and, you know, you know, know better than us or do better than us, I definitely agree that they're still learning and growing into themselves every day. Um, so I'm not disagreeing with that aspect. Okay. Um, because I feel like if we take that, maybe I'm just like, my expectations of people are not as like high, um, mm-hmm. period. Like, and I just like I've always had this mentality of like people fuck up in life, um, including our parents. I think that just allows me to be less like, um, it just that just allows me to not be as critical of them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just like, oh, you know, they're learning. They're on their own journey as well, right? So, yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's just why I didn't, I didn't take it as like, you know, I, I guess my own thing to also say to the video is, I can't relate. My parents are very expressive. Um, they're very like into each other, um, in their and own that's ways. So cute. In yeah. in their own ways, they're like very like original, and they just like let share things, let things out. My dad is very like mellow. My mom is very like extra sometimes, um, <laughs> but like it works. And I like they're very true. They're in their even in their imperfections, they're very honest. Okay. Um, so I think that's like probably where. I learned that as well. Like, I've had people call me all kinds of names. I've had people call me manipulative because I'm like, I will say how I feel, like, directly. Like, when I'm really heated, I'm really heated. And, like, mm-hmm. within minutes, it's all gone. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like, let's talk through this thing. And I've had somebody be like, nigga, you are bipolar. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm just like, I don't like to dwell on negative emotions for too right. long. Um, and that's just the way I've lived my life. And I've also, I saw them like be super forgiving of each other. So I'm super forgiving of my friends and like people I interact with. And that's gotten me in trouble so many times. Um, so it's just like finding a balance, um, or striking a balance is for me the best way 
to like have someone learn, but also just knowing that your own evolution and your own growth is not just limited to the times and the things that you see like from your parents directly. Like, like understanding like like understanding that oh some of the stuff that i didn't see growing up is fine but like this is still another phase of my life and i say this with a pinch of salt and with a with the hint of arrogance we spend a lot of time holding on to what was wrong in our upbringing than owning the newness of where we're at and where we can go. Okay. I feel like we're very like, oh, my parents didn't do this, so like I'm missing this. When it's like, yeah, but your your growing never stopped. Like, your bettering of yourself never stopped. And don't get me wrong, it sucked to have to not have that. But like, you still have you have more. Like how to, how I always think about it is like at the point at the point of self realization, we have more of our lives to live than what we've lived. So, are you not going to, like, screw up the rest of it because, you know, something was missing or, you know, something wasn't perfect? I don't know. So, that's just, like, that's just, like, a very, like, privileged way to I sometimes think about it. And I own that it comes from a privileged place. Um, but, yeah. that's just. I me. think the people who feel really strongly about it are the people, like, who in their in their mind or their world experience even like a sort of like trauma i mean i don't want to use trauma trauma i don't want people to think like i'm being dramatic but i feel like people who do like i don't feel very strongly about it so it's not like i'm like always preaching like oh my god my parents didn't do like i i'm fine you know what i mean it's it's nothing that's like i felt really was detrimental in my upbringing or anything like that but i think some people really feel like that you know and mm. it's it's created emotional um, voids, and they still can't relate with their parents. They want the way they want to relate with them, and so they they still talk about it with so much passion till this day, you know. Yeah. So, and I think that we can't try to no. Where's Wolvia? Permanent permanent impacts in your life you know i definitely seen that before so i just think everyone has their own story and it's important to work through it um and even now and as we're adults i think it's a better time than ever you know if you do feel some type of way with your parents i think now you should express it like don't hold it inside because it you know it being inside of you is not doing you any good you know what i mean so I think if you still feel really passionate about it and you still feel like, wow, my parents don't understand me, they don't communicate well, then talk to them about it and just lay everything on the table, you know? I think, like... And see what happens. I think for almost every person who has had, like, a switch in their relationship with their parents, like, the moment where you have that honest conversation with each other where, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're able to say who you are and they're able to see you as a woman or as a man, like for your own self, of your own will, with character, with value, as a person. Like they see you as a person and not their child. Like that conversation 
anybody that can relate exactly. knows it's really, really a shitty conversation and sometimes really, really painful. And I know when I first had that conversation with my parents, there was a lot of like tears and yelling and like getting shit out. But like, it was like, oh, this person is like a whole ass entity aside of. But then once you finally did it, you were like, oh. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know. Wait, hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. Um what? I thought you I thought I thought I lost you for a second. I was like, oh that's quiet. No, I'm here. Um But yeah, I think like so for so people to to know that they need to have that like to get to that point or get to that phase. Um I think like what was the name of that movie? I think it was Fences. Right, okay. um, somebody was talking. Yeah. I was talking to someone recently, and they were like, they feel like we're too. It came up to me like I was like, oh, are we being too harsh on like African parents who probably had less love than they gave us? Um, because like they probably didn't have someone who was like emotionally intelligent, or yep, um, they didn't have parents who gave a shit. To be very honest. Um, aside from like, yeah, aside aside from like, marry the right person, you know, go to school and have yourself a decent life. Um, I think for the most part, like they just didn't, um, yeah, they didn't have that. So I understand how some of them are learning, but then the thing that scares me is that, do you think we will be better parents than our parents? Do you think our generation if, would be better? If, if we pay attention to the things that we didn't like um, and we're real, then yes, I think that we can. I mean, uh, you know, bettering your behavior is all about awareness and consciousness so and acceptance. So, like, if we are doing all those things, then I I think we will be better parents. Mm. Okay. I mean, I think that's like I know, like I know how I want to raise my kids. You know, I want it to be open communication. I want them to feel comfortable coming to me with anything, and so I have to nurture that type of environment. I, I mean, if you have like, um, if you have the, if you have the like foundation set, more often than not, you're able to sort of create that environment. Um, for kids and for yourself because I feel like creating that environment early on alleviates half the stress that you're going to need um, down the road. Um, exactly. I wish, I just wish parents knew that. Um, but, yeah. You know, like I said, they're learning too because like now when I, I sometimes I hear my parents talk about like stuff with my brother or my youngest brother and I'm just like, my mom would be using stuff like mental health and like awareness, and I'm like, eh? You, or really? <laughs> like, you know, you know about this shit? Oh, okay, right. that's cool. <laughs> um, but like, you can tell that they've evolved and like they're better for it. And like, I think because of that, I've just 
the same way we t- I just talked about like parents seeing us as like individuals and not their children. I think we have to see them as people and not just parents. Um, yeah, I that agree. allows us to be more forgiving of their like shortcomings. I agree. I agree. It's just you know easy stuff. Um, it's all food for thoughts. Yes, indeed. It's food, it's food for the life. Food for the um, life. How many how many kids do you want to have? Um, you know, how many kids do I want to have? I think at least three. Three is a good number. That's actually my like role. What order do you want? Do you want, do you want girls I really want to have twins. Like, twins run on my dad's side of the family. So he says that he thinks one of us um, is going to have twins, which I'm like, please let it be me. You know, I really want twin. Um, I think I want twin boys more than anything. Like, I don't know why. Like, I can definitely see myself being excited over some twin boys. I'm not even going to say what I want because, yeah, that's, yeah. I do, I just, I want three and I want a girl first. Um, more than anything for my wife. Um, because I know I'm going to be like super tight with my boys and my girl. But I just, I definitely want... My daughter to have a very solid mother-daughter relationship very uh-huh. early on um, because I've seen relationships, I've seen households where that's been like true and the, like the tremendous value it's brought to the life or the quality of life of right. that woman um, or that girl growing up. So I definitely want my daughter to have, um, yeah, that very on. Um, I know someone who used to tell their daughter, like, we're not friends. You and I are not friends. We're not going to be friends until you go to your husband's house. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, do you know how many mistakes you're leaving her prone to making in that time? Um, before she actually marries someone? And what if she then marries into the wrong house because of all the mistakes she's made? You don't want to be friends with her when her life is fucked. Mm-hmm. I mean... Um... But yeah, I definitely want two boys. Honestly, if I could see myself having five kids. What? I could at max. But like I said, I want to have a twin pregnancy. So that way it alleviates, you know, at least I don't have to be pregnant five times. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Um, but three is like a cool, Would like, would you adopt? Yeah. Okay. When my kids are like, when my biological kids are a little bit older. Okay. So like at least when the last one is like five. five. So I would okay. want to like, huh? <laughs> so this is this that is my sense. this is the plan. I the only reason why I would want to have them early, or have kids early, is because I would want them to have at least a year and a half. By by God's grace, like I want them because obviously we don't you can want what you want, but God decides. But um, but I want like a year and a half, at least a year and a half to two years between each one, 
for two reasons. One, I know what if, what my parents went through when all of us, three of us, three of us are only like a year apart from each other. When the three of us okay. ended up in college at the same time, like yeah, I was a sophomore, my my sister was a my my sister was, no, I was a junior, my sister was a sophomore, my brother was a freshman. Um, financially, that is not a joke. <laughs> so not it'd be nice all. to have like it layered and have some you know gaps in between. Um, but also just allowing them to have some identity of like enjoying like that, like I am the last born for a little while. Um. Before, like, cause I never had that experience, and I know my sister never had it. Oh, that's, I'm even glad you asked that because, and I'll pass this back to you. So yesterday at church, um, I think it was very telling how very quickly you lose your, your like your sense of self as a first child. Um, oh my gosh! So yep. this kid, this little girl, has two sisters. She has two younger sisters. They're so adorable. But the oldest one is four. The youngest one is two, about to be two or something like that. Okay. So service is over. Somebody bought it was somebody's birthday, so they had balloons. So they gave somehow one of the balloons ended up with the first daughter. So she's holding the balloon, super excited. You see this big smile on her face. She's really happy that she has this balloon. And then her youngest sister looks at the balloon. Walks to her dad, yanks his pants, and I'm literally watching this interaction happen, and points to the balloon, right, in her sister's hand. Her dad walks over, collects the balloon from the oldest one, and gives it to the youngest one. Ugh, that's so terrible. And the girl just goes like, what? And like, (laughs) you can see like such sadness filled on her face, and she's like, no. But, like, what's she going to do? And she doesn't, like, she doesn't, like, start bawling. She just, like, like stomps off. And I'm, like. It's so infuriating. But, see, that's that's anybody that anybody that's first would tell you that that's just your life. For most of, like, your growing up, you just always have to give shit to your siblings. Like, you're, you're like, almost forgotten when things like that roll around. And it just sucked. I was, like wow this is shitty (laughs) like i felt so bad i'm not the oldest so like i don't know i'm the youngest girl i have a little brother i have two older sisters and a little brother um so it's funny because sometimes my sisters like my sec, my second oldest sister well i remember she used to say like oh what did she used to say that like i'm like a daddy's girl or like she get mad at me for like asking for things Cause like I guess I would just always like ask and <laughs> get what you want. I mean, not necessarily always, but like I just for some like I'm the kind of person that I don't have any shame in asking. Like I will if I want something, I'll ask. Cause the worst someone can say is no. You know, so what? Why am I holding myself? And it's not as if I'm asking in like a shameless way or like I'm rude about it or entitled. But if I if you know. If I want something, I'll ask. And so that's how I was with, like, my parents, my dad. Like, you know, I'll be like, oh, you know, I want to do this. Do you think you can help me with, like, X, Y, Z? You know? And, you know, if he says no, he says no. But if he says yes, now I have help. And I would have never known if I didn't ask. So, like, my sister, I remember she would feel some type of way. Like, oh, you know, you're always asking for things. Or, like, 
you get the most, you know, help from 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 our dad, this, this, and that. And I'm just like, well, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, you sound such like a spoiled daddy's girl. That just I'm not even spoiled. That's the thing. I'm not spoiled. I really am not. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am far from spoiled. I did not get everything I wanted growing up for sure. But you got more than what you want, more than what you didn't get. In some cases. <laughs> in some cases. You can't even say that with a straight face because you know you do. <laughs> no, I don't. But it's okay. I mean, it's all right. Um, some of us, some of us feel like you're better for it. You know, I'm. I'm happy my sister got all she, you know, she wanted growing up. Um, she definitely had my dad around her finger, like. <laughs> My sister would always get to go to like sleepovers, and we would never get to go anywhere. And like, oh, oh, and you feel some type of way about it? I felt many types of way, ways. <laughs> like, definitely many, many, many types of ways. But you know, it is what it is. Um, that that daddy's like I don't know how the universe has it, shot, but like daddies have this like super super spot, soft spot for for their daughters. But that's how you're gonna be. You're gonna have a super soft spot for your daughter, you know. And I get it. I'm probably gonna have a soft spot for my sons. Who knows? Like I'm gonna be like, oh my little babies, come here, come here. But. Oh my God. <laughs> I can already hear you doing it in my head. But, you know, I mean, I d- you you be a fire mom, so you be cool. Hey, fire mom, I receive it. I receive they, they, it. They'll they, they listen to you, so um. Better. <laughs> but I start praying for them now. Where did I go recently that they were like, pray for your future kids, and I was like, I've never like I never used to do it. I used to, like, I feel like we, like, a lot of us, like, pray about, like, our partners. But, mm-hmm. like, it's also just important to, like, sow, like, good seeds for your kids coming. Yes, yes. Um, And, like, speak positive things into their lives and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, definitely feel like I had to, had to start doing that as I'm getting older and such. I agree. Yeah, you know. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add? Nah, I'm just I'm glad that people related with the topic. It was nice seeing it on Twitter, and I think, you know, the discussions have concluded. <laughs> <laughs> Very well said, um, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, the thing I wanted to say um, last year. We, as a show, we fed 20 families um, in December, and we currently have two amazing young women um, in school right now that we are sponsoring through the, throughout this year of 2019. Um, I just thought about something. It came to me on Sunday. Um, all of the efforts that we had last year came from, like, fundraising that we did maybe, like, the last month of the year 
Um, so a lot of it was like personal stuff for me, but like some people pitched in as well. Um, and thank you guys again. And I thought, you know, why not start early this year so we could do bigger and better? Yes. Um, so look out for some stuff from us in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Um, and if you're planning on being in Nigeria in December and you'd like to be out there with us to, you know, give out stuff in an Iraq with families, let me know and we can start planning it ASAP Rocky. Um, but yeah. That's kind of the biggest piece of information I wanted to share out today. Um, podcast will be up later tonight um, on SoundCloud, early tomorrow on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. And everyone, have a fabulous week. Have a beautiful week. Remember to spread love, spread positivity. Spread pants. And you know... Let everyone know you're the baddest out here. No, are you just going to skip over the fact that I said that she spread pants? Uh-uh. Spread what? Spread pants or legs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you took that to a completely different direction. Uh, spread whatever you want to spread. Shalom, condom. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. It's been the Rant Show. It's been Giddy Lounge Radio. Your life, your music. She killed it. We out. (laughs) (laughs) Diamond in a rough.
said you look good, always exercising. She said you're so special, so full of surprises. Chill with the guys and keep her she private. She a rodeo killer, kill me when she riding. She screams, ooh, I say do you like it? She said you're so special, so full of surprises. We hope you just enjoyed this What The Heck by production of The Rant Show. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Live weekly updates can also be found on our Twitter and Instagram pages. Till next time, stay up.